Peace of our Lord be with you. So Boaz took Ruth, and Ruth became his wife. And when Ruth bore a son, the women of the neighborhood named him Obed. And Obed became the father of Jesse, who became the father of David. Every three years, when the lectionary asks the church throughout the world to read those words from today's Old Testament lesson, the announcement that Ruth was the great-grandmother of King David seems at first not to be particularly eventful news until we remember that Ruth, this same Ruth, has already been identified no less than seven times in the book of Ruth as a Moabite, which would not matter so much were it not for the fact that Deuteronomy 23.3 says that under no circumstances are Israelites to associate with Moabites. So, when today's passage makes a Moabite the great-grandmother of Israel's greatest king, it places one book of the Bible, Ruth, beyond the boundaries which another book of the Bible, Deuteronomy, has clearly drawn to keep Israelites separate from Moabites, which is one example of the Bible's big conversation with itself concerning the size of the circumference, of the circle, of the welcome of God. In addition to the books of Deuteronomy and Ruth talking back and forth to one another about whether or not Israelites should welcome Moabites. There's a similar conversation going on inside the Bible between books concerning whether or not the people of God should welcome eunuchs. Deuteronomy 23.1 saying that eunuchs are absolutely not welcome in the family of God. While Isaiah 56, 5 says, oh yes, eunuchs absolutely are welcome in the family of God. A conversation going on inside the Bible. This page talking to that page, these verses versus those verses. It happens again when Ezra 9, 1 commands the people of God to exclude foreigners from their lives, while Isaiah 56-7 singles out those same foreigners for a special welcome to the house of God 
the book of Ezra circling the wagons to keep people out. The book of Isaiah opening the doors to let people in. Another layer of the Bible's conversation with itself concerning the size of the circumference of the circle of the welcome of God. A conversation which continues in the New Testament where Matthew chapter 15 limits the orbit of Jesus' embrace to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, while Acts chapter 15 says that to make that kind of distinction between Jews and Gentiles is to oppose and hinder the work of the Spirit of God. All of which is to say that when it comes to the size of the circumference of the circle of the welcome of God, the Bible is in a conversation with itself. Over here, Moabites and eunuchs are out. Over there, Moabites and eunuchs are in. Over here, God's embrace is only as wide as the Jews. Over there, the circle of God's welcome takes in Gentiles and Samaritans too. The Bible in a conversation with itself will fear cast out love or will love Cast out fear. In the verses which draw the smallest circle of welcome, you can hear the fear. No Moabites. Don't let the eunuchs in. You can hear the fear. Fear. Casting out love. And in the verses which draw the widest welcome, of course we want eunuchs to come in. Absolutely welcome the foreigners. You can hear the love casting out the fear. The Bible in a big old conversation with itself. Will fear cast out love or will love cast out fear? The Bible, the Bible on a long, difficult, beautiful, spiritual journey from did mind to don't mind. Back in the book of Deuteronomy, the Bible did mind if Israelites welcomed Moabites. But by the book of Ruth, the Bible had replaced its original did mind with its eventual don't mind. Same with eunuchs, Gentiles, Samaritans, and every other human difference you can name. The Bible itself eventually taking down the same barriers the Bible itself once had erected. Until finally we get over near the end. Where in Revelation 5.13, the Bible's welcome finally catches up to the full measure of the welcome of God which according to Revelation 5 13 
is a welcome as wide as the whole creation. Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, eventually, ultimately, finally at home with God, according to the Bible, the Bible's long spiritual journey at last complete. From once upon a time saying no to Moabites, eunuchs, Gentiles, and Samaritans, to eventually saying a yes as wide with love and welcome as the yes of God. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, there is no greater sign of the Holy Spirit's work in the lives of the writers of the Bible than the way the Bible keeps redrawing the circle of its welcome to more nearly match the circumference of the circle of the welcome of God, which is also the clearest sign of the Holy Spirit's work in the lives of the readers of the Bible. What happened in the Bible happens in us. The longer we walk in the Spirit, the wider we draw our circle of welcome. Because, my sisters and brothers, that is the only direction in which the Spirit leads. The Spirit does not lead inward. The Spirit always leads outward. That's how you know that the Spirit is so at work in the lives of those who are writing the Bible because the Bible keeps redrawing the circle of its welcome, not smaller, but larger, not inward, but outward. And that's the way the Spirit leads. And the same thing that happened in the lives of the writers of the Bible can happen and does happen in the lives of the readers of the Bible. The art of our spiritual journey following the trajectory of the Bible's spiritual journey. Like the Bible, we start out with fear, casting out love. But then, praise God, we end up with love, casting out fear. Sisters and brothers, we're all going to die someday. And many of us, like myself, are far more than half through with our years of life in this world. Many of us, like myself, are certainly more than two-thirds through. 
with as far as we know the only life we are ever going to get in this world. As far as we know, we are not going to get to come back around, do this over, and get it right next time. As far as we know, this is it. And not to be overly simplistic about it, but honestly, we can spend the one and only life we are ever going to have in this world letting fear cast out love. Or we can sp spend the one and only life we're ever going to have in this world letting love cast out fear. <laughs> the art of our spiritual journey following the trajectory of the Bible's spiritual journey aligning our lives more and more with the size of the circumference of the circle of the welcome of God what else would we do with the one and only life we are ever going to have?